Welcome to the Golden Gossip Podcast, where together we navigate the golden and not-so-golden moments of life, entrepreneurship, and good old-fashioned girl talk. I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Sabrina, and we are both so excited you're here. So sit back, relax, and let's get into the Golden Gossip. Hi guys, welcome back to the Golden Gossip Podcast. How are you? We have a very exciting episode today and actually Sabrina is not joining me today because she is in Spain as you're listening to this, but I have a very, very special guest and that is Elisa May Beck. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. We're so happy to have you here and be one of our first few guests here on our podcast. You're our second guest ever. Oh my gosh, I love that. So (laughs) we're so excited to talk to you today and just get to know you better and get the people to know you better is that the right phrase get have the people know you better yes because if you don't know Elisa you're about to and she's the best so you're gonna love her and that we just can't wait to dive in so let's do this hey all right so starting off we want to get to know you better Elisa so tell us about yourself tell us where you grew up um, your home life how are you as a kid we'll just kind of get into all the little questions so we want to get to know you Okay, perfect. Um, I'm Elisa May. I grew up in Southern California, and that's actually where I met Jacqueline. Ooh. Funny story. I don't know. Do you want me to tell it or you tell it? Um, <laughs> let's hear it from your perspective. Okay. It's, it's so fun. I can share my perspective. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Well, if you guys didn't know, Jacqueline was a YouTuber back in the day, <laughs> and I was a little fangirl, and I watched all of her YouTube videos, and I saw her at like a youth activity that was held at Scandia, and I took all the courage in me to go up to her and just scream her name and say, I watch your YouTube videos. I'm such a big fan. And that was so long ago, but that's how I met her. And we've kept in touch like on social media and we've just been able to watch each other do different things. But it's so cool. I just think that's so fun. I love it. Well, and it was just so funny. And I was just telling Elisa this, but she was like, my first YouTube fan <laughs> to ever come up yes, to me. I love that um, title. No, yeah, she was like the first person to ever approach me, which was like crazy because you know, to me, I'm just a little girl who makes YouTube videos. But it was super cool, and it's always been ingrained in my memory that oh. fun little moment. And so it's so exciting to like you know, have been following each other on social media over these years. And now we're here recording a podcast and we're, that's just the craziest thing. So yes, I love that. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I, not only did I grow up in Southern California, I have three siblings and I lived in a small town called Yukaipa. Not many people have heard of it. Um, (laughs) but I lived about an hour away from the beach mountains and the desert. So it was really nice central place to grow up. I had just like adventures everywhere I turned. Like that's the perfect location truly like yeah I loved kind of growing up in that area because like you could go to Disneyland if you wanted like an hour away the beach the mountains just like like Big Bear all any of the beaches it was so fun and truly like an adventurous place to live and I love it so much and now that I'm like an adult I'm like wow I had it good would you go back oh yeah I want to go back one day like that's the dream like who knows where life will take me but I long for it all the time I hope my family stays there they're still there so like Please never yeah, move. Yeah, never move. I love that. <laughs> yes. And like I was going to say, I didn't really appreciate it until like I went to college mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, this sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I went to college in Idaho um, and I met my husband in high school and we oh. were high school sweethearts. And Wait, then, that is the cutest thing yes. ever. Tell us about that story. Yeah. So I was literally 15 and he was 17. I could make a podcast episode in itself about like me and my husband and how we met and our like little love story. But um, 
I thought I was the coolest girl because he was like older and all the older girls his age were like so jealous of me. No. And I just way. felt like hot stuff because I was like this awkward girl and this older hot boy was liking me. Oh my gosh. Oh I le- my never gosh. let him go. We were like locked in. I don't know why. I think he was done fooling around with all the older girls and wanted to like find wife material, which I guess I was the wife material. <laughs> but so, yeah. Like when you guys first, like, was it just through high school or did you guys know each other through church or was it literally just like, it was okay. So we met in our geometry cl- okay. class actually, but then we like related on, we were a part of the same church and okay. we were like, Oh my gosh. Like that's what kind of like connected kept the connection. Okay. Yeah. And we would like see each other at church activities and at school. Yeah. So that was nice. And then we both like went to BYU, Idaho mm-hmm. for school. And so that's where I had been for a little bit. And then, um, I moved to Utah because we finished our time there in Idaho and I was like, okay, I would love to go back to California, but mm-hmm. it's so expensive. Um, and so we settled here in Utah. I never thought I'd live here, Yeah. but then we fell in love with it so much and it's actually getting just as expensive as California. Totally. So <laughs> it's not worse, truly. Like it's insane, but yeah, I'm yeah. like, it honestly d- doesn't matter. We love Utah so much. We, there's, it honestly feels similar in the way that mm-hmm. there's an adventure basically everywhere you go. There's yeah. so much to do here. There's so many people and it's like, it feels so big, but honestly the most of Utah that is utilized is just like the little strip by the freeway yeah, like the 15 off the 15 freeway, yeah pretty much yeah. and it feels so big and we love it here but yeah, I love that um yeah. so when did you and your husband officially actually get married so you met in high school um you lived in Idaho together did you get married before moving down to Utah uh, we got married before I we went up to school okay, oh, okay so I was no actually I was going to school for a little bit then he went on a mission and then he came back and then we like finished school so that was like the time frame and we got okay. married in 2019. 2019 yes March of 2019 so you're gonna you just hit your four year five year five year I, if people like fact check me they're like wow oh, you yeah, don't know <laughs> yeah oh my gosh, I'm right, pretty sure right. I'm like we've been together for so long that like dates just I can't keep track of it I'm like I don't know That's so wild. <laughs> I have to like sit and count so yeah it's been our five year was in March so it's so cool that you've kind of grown up together yeah and like you've experienced like all these different phases in life mm-hmm. and now you're here you know potentially having a family or uh buying a house soon like who yeah. knows whatever is going to happen down yeah, the road you've just kind of gone through goal. everything so yeah I love that that's so awesome so we've really grown a lot in our careers out here in Utah um and specifically for me I'm a commercial photographer and I shoot for a handful of boutiques both in Utah and abroad and I also do piercing I used to have a boutique for fun for a few years and I do social media for fun so yeah it's just a little bit about me she basically does everything she's the coolest yeah. person ever so I just can't can't decide what I want to do so I love that, though. Like, <laughs> jack of all trades <laughs> exactly you, you kind of have your foot in the door with everything which yes. is super cool because then you could kind of eventually if you want to settle then you mm-hmm. kind of have experience doing everything yes so I love that so much all right well let's kind of get into some of the questions so I guess one of the first questions regarding photography is how did you get started was that something that always came naturally or is it something you just decided to pick up one day okay so I got into photography the photography world through my mom hmm. she always had a camera growing up and would literally take pictures of just about everything we did so she could blog about it so she was like the OG blogger not for like 
the typical vlogger you would think of yeah. but just like family vlog it was actually That's so actually cringe so but fun. it was cute I, love that, I want to look back on it and just read her posts and like see everything like it's it's literally a digital scrapbook wow. so like yeah that yeah probably for back in the day that was unheard of so that's so cool that she was like one of the first yeah she had a blog and that's like oh. it was like cringe to me I was like ew like why do you have to take pictures of everything why does everything have to go on the blog but now like <laughs> who know that I would get into like a similar career like yeah as that anyways I said I hated it at the time but in high school like I started to get an interest towards it okay. um because there were these like cool kids in the school that would like go on these after school adventure photo shoots mm. and I just like wanted to be a part of that and wanted to like go on those so bad um practically begging to go but I would always get left out sadly oh. like I just did not have the best of time making in the friend in world high in high school and middle school it was hard yeah. um and I just think I was like the awkward kid that was always left out so I was like I'm gonna take this into my own hands and learn photography myself so I took my mom's giant dinosaur of a DSLR and (laughs) took my sister who was my model all the time I would dress her up do her hair and makeup and we'd go up to Oakland if you remember Oakland California and we would just do photo shoots all the time and I would post them on social media and I'm sure everyone eventually became jealous of us and (laughs) wanted to be invited to our photo shoot but yeah so that's like how I started getting a passion for it I took some classes in high school and I even had a little job for a bit where I shot grad graduation ceremony photos which was really stressful yeah because like it's like go 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 you got to snap like the people down on the field when they're getting their name called and you have to snap their photo with like flash and and so quick too you got to hope that thing turned out right (laughs) and most of them didn't (laughs) like I feel like most of them were bad whatever but like no it's that was fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was fun and then I decided that I wanted to study that in college so I took some classes and I even got to take film classes Um, which was so fun. I'm like, that's like a fun skill. I don't know if I could remember much now, but Mm -hmm. I just got to learn a lot of all the things of photography. Um, and then I decided to switch my major up because like, I hated being to people telling me like what was right and what was wrong Mm -hmm. about my perception of photography. So I was like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to like pay to be told that I'm doing this wrong so I just like switched it up and did business um yeah I don't know if you have any other like questions I'm kind of like talking a lot but (laughs) that's honestly so cool and I I I feel like I'm learning so much about you which I have um so you started with photography but kind of like you just said like people are like oh there's this way this is the right way to do photography which there's no right way there's so many different ways people put their own spins on it and like you know styles and whatnot and shooting everything um but then you switched into business which uh are you happy that you ended up getting that degree is that served you well yeah and because I was like okay I want to do this as like a living like I want to do something Mm -hmm. with photography so I was like okay business will give me those skills that are going to be harder for me to pick up on my own like I can do photography I'm good at that I like what I do I don't need to learn from a crusty old man telling me that I'm doing it wrong so I was like okay I'm gonna need these business skills and then at the time the only way that I knew well not the only way but the number one way I knew that you could make a lot of money in photography was wedding photography. Mm. So that's kind of what I focused on. And I tried to like build up a portfolio that would attract that type of clientele. So that's kind of like how I got into it. And that was like 
where I was going with it at the time. Correct. And then, but now you did transition into commercial photography. Yeah. So I am so interested in this. I think this is something I personally have always kind of like had a little yeah. intrigue, like, oh, commercial photography, like shooting cute girls in cute clothes. Like, yeah. that's so fun. Like, I love that. So tell us how you made that transition from weddings to commercial photography. Perfect. Okay. So it was a really rough world out there, especially in Idaho to get into that type of industry, Mm -hmm. the wedding industry, either people were extremely cheap or I just couldn't get many interested clients because there wasn't many people biting out there. And there were so many people trying to break into it. It was like the only known way, like I said, of making a lot of money in that, in that way. So I shot a handful of weddings, which proved to really stress me out. Like we were talking before, I just was, would get a lot of anxiety. They were usually the big weddings, the, you know, Mormon yeah. weddings where there's lots of family, lots of people you got to corral. And it was just stressful for me. And I was starting to question if I even wanted to chase after this anymore. Um, and then I kind of stumbled into commercial photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make a long story short kind of, but um, my husband's cousin's wife's sister that's okay quite a connection but i'm related to this girl um she was getting married and a guy was supposed to do her wedding film like film her reception or film her wedding day and he literally backed out a week before and she was like freaking out and i heard about it and i was like uh like i'll do your video i guess like i've never done video yeah and i just did a video for her like super cheap and then we became friends and um, she moved up to Idaho and went to school there with me and I found out that she was like modeling up there for mm. the only boutique that was up there and I was like oh my gosh that sounds so fun like I want to do that how did you get into that and that was going to be like something I was going to try to do modeling, yeah, modeling. like no Which I'm sorry stunning, so you definitely <laughs> could do modeling yes I'm like you're great at taking pictures so, oh thank yeah. you but now seeing like the side of what models have to do I'm like I'm kind of glad that didn't work out mm. but anyways I was asking her all about that um and she was a model for the boutique love olive co i'm sure you've heard of them Mm -hmm. yeah so i asked her how she got into it and she told me that they had like a tryout coming up and that i should try out so i did and i think the their nice way of telling me that they didn't (laughs) want to use me as a model was like so we saw that you do photography like you should come try out to be our photographer we're looking for a new one like ours um something i don't know like left or something we're just looking for another one and i was like uh okay like not what i was expecting out of this (laughs) model tryout but like i will definitely come try out to be your photographer oh actually i was really hesitant to do so i went home and i told my husband like they want me to try out to be their photographer like that's i what i can't shoot for a boutique like everyone's gonna see my images like I can't have that responsibility on my shoulders. Like Mm. that's so intimidating. Like to me, that was worse than shooting a wedding in my mind. I was like, I can't imagine. And, um, he's like, you know what? You should just go for it. Like you never know where things could take you. Like what's the worst that could happen? Like if you don't like it, don't do it, but just like try Try it. I was like, okay, like I'll do it. And so then I tried out with the handful of other photographers to like, we just went on a shoot and shot some of in studio photos and they liked my photos the best I think because they kept asking me week after week like can we book with you can we book with you and then I was just like their photographer there was no formal like will you be a photographer I was just like I'm the photographer I guess and I worked for them for two years like a little over two years and shot for them and that was how I got into it literally I didn't even know that was a type of photography I could get into so yeah yeah, that's really makes sense and that's so cool and I feel like 
gosh, that's just, it just seems so interesting. And it's definitely a different atmosphere than shooting weddings. You're shooting like now professional models. Which yeah. Is that an intimidating thing, would you say? Or yeah. do, are you kind of just, okay, like I'm the photographer, you no, know what you're doing. Okay. I, okay, this is so funny. I would literally stress out so much because I was terrible at making friends like all throughout my life. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I have to be around these models. They're so pretty. Mm. Like they're going to be judgmental. But then I just realized like they're just normal girls. And yeah. I actually made such amazing friends throughout like this industry just Aww. the models are some of the best people I've ever met and like at first it seems so intimidating to like be yeah. in an environment with models but honestly like I love it so much and I I did was not expecting that I love that it's just an industry where you're surrounded by women supporting women like it's very much like that but that. yeah for a while like I would get so nervous before every week mm -hmm. I would get so nervous before the shoots. I would like double, triple check all my settings, make sure everything was fine. I would literally like, I feel like I would have to go to the bathroom no. every time well, before I like, 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 I would feel so stressed. I've done like some shoots with like people who are yeah. kind of like influencer models. And oh, like, okay. it, like when I'm beforehand, I'm always yeah. like stressing <laughs> the heck out, but then they end up being like the nicest human being ever. Yeah. And I'm like, why was I stressing? Like, yes, exactly. Like, they're normal people too, just like you and I. Like, yeah. it's just like, we're, you know, it, more than likely they're probably going to be really nice. And if they're not, then they could get lost. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're but, the professional. Yeah. And I would get told all the time, like you're the professional. And that's yeah. like another thing is it was definitely like the refiner's fire more. So mm -hmm. I was nervous because of like, you're the professional, you better know what to do in every type of scenario. Mm -hmm. Like you're doing this and I had to literally learn my way around everything about my camera and every type of lighting scenario, how to shoot things quickly. And there was no time to like dilly dally. Like I had to shoot fast and efficient and give the client what they wanted. And that I think stressed me out more than anything. And for yeah. a while, like even when I moved here with my client here, I was like stressing out. And after a year of being here, that's when I finally just not I finally stopped stressing out like yeah. and just fell into it like this is I know this how to do this like yeah. the back of my hand this is so easy yeah so. and I feel like when you come into it like with a confident mindset like mm -hmm. that changes everything like I feel like for my first few weddings when I was starting with shooting weddings I yeah. just had to kind of fake it till I made it kind of vibe like I just had to say like okay I'm going to pretend I know what I'm doing even though I'm a little nervous and I'm sweating around like it just you just got to have that mindset and that yeah. totally shifts everything and over time like you become more and more confident and exactly like don't let them know like yeah. what you're stressing out about they trust you they mm -hmm. are looking at your stuff and they hired you for a reason exactly like your stuff is amazing you're your biggest critic I so love that. yeah no that's so yeah. true um so you work with some incredible brands which that is like the coolest thing ever I love like seeing your photos like if I followed the boutique I'm like oh Lisa took that like oh, I think I that's love so that. cool you recognize them yes oh, I love awesome. that so much so tell us how can if someone's interested in getting into commercial photography how can they start getting noticed by brands or reaching out to brands like how can they start making that transition like what would you recommend okay so first um for my experience like when I um I thought I would never find anything like what I was doing in Rexburg and that's why I stayed so long and then I really just needed to get out of there and I was like okay like I gotta push myself and put myself in front of 
other people's eyeballs to get out, get clients out here or get a client out Mm -hmm. here. And so I, during COVID, I quite literally messaged every boutique I could think of and said, Hey, like just put myself out there. I literally sent them copy and paste the same message. Hey, I'm Elisa. Like I'm a commercial photographer. Like I've shot for this boutique for two years. If you want to look at my work, are you looking for a photographer? Got turned down by literally every single one of them, except for one love babe just because at the time they were looking for a photographer. Um, they're a huge, huge boutique. Yeah. Huge. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad it was this one out of all of them that I messaged. Like, honestly, that was very lucky. But I also think it was because if you just put yourself out there, like something is going to bite eventually, even if it's not the timing, like just keep putting yourself out there and practicing Mm -hmm. and shoot do shoots that you want to book. Like I know I had that boutique that I was shooting for, but like as long as you're working with other creatives in the industry that people can see, this is what I have to offer. Like create what you want to get paid to create basically. And just like put it out there and be like, this is my portfolio. And I didn't really post on my own personal like photography page. I just referred all of them to look at love all of co's page. And I said, Mm -hmm. those are all my photos. Um, so yeah, as long as you have like stuff that they can look at, I don't think you would need to have shot for someone before. I think it's the same. And then in order to create that type of content, I would say just like reach out to other people already in the industry. And maybe some people are smaller and are also going to benefit from you, like makeup artists, creative directors, smaller models and stuff like that. And try to orchestrate your own type of content that you want to prove like, this is what I can do. And yeah just put yourself out there like there's a lot of boutiques and like not even boutiques but just like brands and companies popping up utah is like a huge entrepreneurial place like there's there's businesses popping up everywhere if you want to do product photography like all types of businesses that you can get Mm -hmm. into um yeah and you just gotta like reach out and offer your services even though it's so like embarrassing and probably gonna get ghosted like i literally got ghosted by everybody or like oh like we'll keep you in our in, in mind, mind. Yeah. like yeah you're not gonna talk to me again well, the worst <laughs> thing they could do is literally say no mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like okay that's not gonna like yeah you never will see them face to face like they said no over an instagram message like yeah cool like that's the worst thing that could happen but the best thing hey they could say yes like we'd love yeah. to have you let's come do a fun shoot together let's do a test shoot and see yeah how a you, test yeah. shoot and it might just be the right timing for you and like yeah. just keep doing that pe- keep being on people's radar you chat use hashtags when you post that like are gonna get the utah eyes on your face or if you're not in utah yeah just wherever you're at like the location hashtags to get those businesses their eyes on your page and your stuff that That is some great advice i I think that's awesome that you put yourself out there even when you were scared to and even after so many no's no snows you finally found the one that said yes and it's been such a I'm assuming a big blessing in your oh, life yeah. like it's what you do a lot now like you shoot with them all the time so yeah they're like my still my number one consistent client like we do weekly shoots and I've gotten to get like a handful of other clients because of just like being in the industry now and working with other models um, that have referred me to other boutiques and stuff. So that's how I've been able to get a handful of other clients, which I did not even think was possible. I thought I am lucky that I got a client out here. Like I didn't think that was possible. Like 
that's my biggest thing is like saying yes to to opportunities that just like come your way. It's so awesome. Just like making connections with people. You never know who's going to like drop your name somewhere and be like, hey, I know the perfect person for this because you just met them or I don't know. Just put yourself in front of people. Say yes to opportunities. Like, I don't know. Don't so don't awesome. be a recluse. Like sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, yeah. I don't want to socialize. Like I'm very much yeah. am like that now. And it's hard to like put myself out there sometimes, but it will serve you in the long run. All right. So we're going to transition into talking a little bit about social media because Lisa is fantastic at it. And I just am so inspired by everything she posts. She is so good and so creative. So let's kind of talk about maybe how you got into social media. Was that something you always were passionate about? And we'll kind of go from there. Okay, perfect. Well, I took social media, I guess, seriously or got into it in college when I met my friend Elsa. Her Instagram is Elsa Bowman. I love her stuff. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I love her. And when I met her, I just like, we just hit it off so well. We just could not shut up. We were just interrupting each other. Like every time we would hang out, we just like talk, talk, talk. Anyways, she was doing social media and she was actually making money from it and getting lots of like free products and really cool opportunities. And I was just picking her brain and I was like, girl, like what? And she was an open book. She was just sharing everything with me. And I was so just amazed by that because so many people are like gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. And she was just so she was my mentor for a long time with it. Um, But anyways, like I didn't know that you could do this as a job or make money from posting on Instagram. So, yeah, I just picked her brain and I jumped into it full force alongside her. Um, I started out just by taking photos for her page and my own page because I was trying to get into okay. wedding photography. And so I guess she kind of like introduced me into the whole models, getting into taking creative photos, photos that weren't yeah. weddings and engagements and stuff. So that's kind of what I was doing was hoping to collab with her and be able to use her to build my photography mm-hmm. portfolio. And she needed somebody to take photos for her Instagram. And so we would do that like every week and then she started asking if I wanted some photos of myself and I was like sure like I'm not a model like whatever (laughs) and um I don't I don't know I can't remember the timeline I don't know if I was doing already my photography for Love Olive Co I think I wasn't yet so I didn't even like try out to be a model until I was like doing Doing this this, yeah and I was like, okay, sure. And they actually turned out so good. And I actually had something to post on Instagram and it was really fun. I was like, cool. Like I have photos to post. And then we just started making it a weekly thing where we would go get our content for each other. Every week we would fill up our car with outfits, props, and ideas and go travel anywhere we could in in Idaho that was aesthetic and just take all of our photos and all of our content for the week for the next week. Yeah. Um, and it was just super fun. Like social media is very different than it was then. Like I'm not doing that anymore, but I'm doing other things and it's, it's cool. Like everything changes, but, um, yeah, that's kind of like, I love that. That's so cool. And I remember when you really started posting all those photos and I was like, so inspired. I was like, that is (laughs) so cool. Like, and I always was like, oh, I want to do that. I never actually really did it, but I was just like, so cool to like, see you do that. And like, the pictures were incredible. Like you would thank do you. like the most creative, like beautiful location, aesthetically pleasing shoots. Oh, thank and you. And it was, it was like a Pinterest board coming alive. Like just looking at your, your feed. It was just so beautiful. So yeah. I think that's so cool. Do you have like a favorite shoot that you remember doing back in the day? You were like, this is like the one. Like, Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. 
I feel like, okay, one time we were driving up the canyon. I mean, Idaho is kind of ugly sometimes. So we had to really hunt for like our locations. I'm shocked we were able to find so many. But one time we were driving up the canyon and there were such pretty fall colors. And we came across like a mustard. I think it was either mustard or rust colored VW bus. And it was just parked. And we didn't know whose it was. But we're like, oh my gosh. We just like died. And we just started shooting with that we didn't even care like if the owner was going to come back and then we started shooting with the fall colors and I remember that was the moment where like my photo that photo shoot was so crisp and just yes. so perfect and it turned out so great like that just lit me on fire so that was probably like one of the best and another one was on the drive up to Jackson Hole during the fall and the snow was starting to like start and you could see the flurries in my photos and I felt like it That's looked like I was in a snow globe. So cool. That was like my favorite photo. My hair was like blowing and oh, I was in overalls and my goodness. There was pine trees behind me and the flurries wow. were, were are these in, still yeah. on your Instagram? Yes. Like, I okay, left everything. Maybe I was we'll like, we'll have to share them on our podcast Instagram story. Yes. I gotta like, I, I have, I want to see them again. And yes. also like, that's just so fun. The people need to see them too. Yeah. I just that's felt like so a little fun. mountain girl, like adventuring. Oh. We just had so much fun. Like, I love yeah, that. That was my favorite. Well, this question necessarily wasn't necessarily planned, but yeah. It, was there ever like a shoot that was like turned out completely like a, dis- like it was a disaster. Oh, a disaster. Like, you were All like, this is going to be so cool, but it is, yeah. it did not work out can you think of an experience okay so I don't I can't remember like any vivid like specific experiences but that would happen often where we would just bring all our stuff and have this idea we wouldn't be able to find locations or one of us just wasn't feeling it and like we just focus on the other be like oh I just feel ugly today like nothing's turning out like I wanted like the lighting was crap or Mm -hmm. you had a location in mind like I think there was a time when we found like a really cute house once driving and we pinned it and we went back to it and the lighting was terrible the day we came back and Mm -hmm. none of the photos were turning out and we're just like uh like my hair doesn't look good my outfit so a lot of times we would just scrap everything or wouldn't even use the photos it was a lot of work and it didn't always turn out a lot of the time it didn't turn out so yeah (laughs) and take like doing photo shoots like that are a process like planning like executing it (laughs) props the decor like your outfits then editing like there it is a ordeal i did that i don't know how i did you did it all the time too yeah every week we were just that was our grind and we weren't even like well maybe she was i wasn't making money from it for a while i was just like this is fun so yeah um and i guess we could kind of just transition into the next question yeah with social media, you said you weren't making money at that time, but you eventually obviously started making money. Yeah. So how did that transition into like actually getting paid for social media? Um, I feel like I just started, I don't know, getting on people's radar, surrounding myself, I guess, following other creators doing the same thing and just brands found out about me and I was just getting on people's radar and brands were reaching out to me. Actually, I really never did brand outreach, okay. which is crazy because social media has changed so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has a manager now. Everyone is doing all this reaching out. Like it's a sea of influencers. I think for you sure. asked me before, like, was I ever like embarrassed or not embarrassed? Was it hard for me to go in an untraditional like r- career route? Yeah. And it was like awkward in the beginning to be like, I'm an influencer. Like everyone yeah, was like, what? Totally. I'm sorry. Like, how are you making money doing this or what? And it was embarrassing to just try to say that. And so I'd always say, I'm a content creator. Yeah, like it sounds a little like yeah. I'm a content creator. Yeah. It sounded more <laughs> professional, but now that influencer and content creator is like so, so common. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. does it. But anyways, yeah, I was just like 
all these brands were in my inbox and I was like, wow, I'm getting money. And I actually had a management team reach out really? to me that like impractically begged me to, to sign with them. And cool. they're like trying to sell me on signing with them. And I was like, okay, sweet. I don't have to do all the hard stuff. Awesome. And I like had them for a few years and then like eventually we went our separate ways cause things changed on social media. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, un- I don't understand how, I didn't really have to do brand outreach. It was just kind of like I was putting yeah. myself, my content out there. It was doing well. And so I was just really able to focus on the content and just, yeah. I don't know, grind in that way. Be really creative. Which is the fun part. Yeah, so it was I fun. Love that. <laughs> and so was it when you started making money, did it become something that you could probably live off of comfortably? Oh, yes. So you, it was, it was good money. Yeah, no, it was really good money. It was able to supplement what I was making with photography because cool. Um, I wasn't really charging much for my shoots out there. Like it was barely able to yeah. cover anything. I mean, I'm charging way more now. Like I, it was basically robbing me no, of what, <laughs> like at robbery. I'm like, wow, I can't believe you I worked for that little. <laughs> and what people don't see is like photography. You're, it's not just a shoot. You're yeah. doing so much post-production. Yes. Like so that much. is where the money is from and they don't realize. But anyways, it was able to supplement that so I was actually making like a living and could mm-hmm. you know not just make it paycheck to paycheck but just be able to get things for myself here and there yeah. go thrifting a lot I mean I didn't have like a lot a lot of money still um but that but was like, like a comfortable enough for yeah. where you were in life yeah I so love that. doing both of those was was awesome for a while yeah that's so cool so if someone who was like want well actually before I ask this I wanted to kind of talk about like your brand and your niche because you have a very specific look yes. it's very recognizable and Thank I you. think that's so cool and it's so beautiful you guys should see her house it is the <laughs> cutest place ever Thank you. <laughs> but tell us maybe for the people who don't know you tell hey. us what your like style is and then like how you kind of solidified that okay I can talk about this all day Love it. okay <laughs> so I found my brand like slowly over time focusing on what made me the happiest at first like my content really was similar to Elsa's um just that that adventure rustic vibe but I started to find my own twist with more warm tones and my love for the desert and coast um I started to share more home stuff and style that represented me more fully and I remember one day I looked in my closet and I just felt like most of it didn't make me happy or it didn't really go together. So I decided, okay, what colors out of here make me the happiest? I'm going to pick a select few and like get rid of everything else and then slowly add things that are this color scheme. So everything goes together and everything's Mm -hmm. like appeasing or aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Yeah, And cohesive. Um, because just before my closet was literally chaos. Um, and the colors that stuck out to me and that made me the happiest were like beige terracotta cream rust and I was like okay if I can't control what's going on in my life I can control the colors in my life and so that's what I did I don't know why those colors made me the happiest but they just did um and I also took my hometown and home state into consideration Hmm. um because I really missed it like I said in college and just really started to long for it more um and But I also wanted to be more than just a color scheme. I wanted to inspire others to think outside the box and be creative. So that's kind of like where my brand started was just really doing shocking photo shoots with my color scheme and just being really cohesive. Um, Well, and I feel like people like 
notice those things like yeah. when it's all like you have this shocking specific identity like yeah. kind of in a sense like um but you're able to create a whole brand about around that and it's also something you're happy with like you feel yeah. like you like when you're in an aesthetically pleasing environment you just feel so much better I think yeah so it's just like mm-hmm. you just you're happy and it's just it's oh, I love that my mental health like went up when I started just like making everything cohesive and like remind me of southern california instead of where i actually was so in the snow yeah yep i I was like i gotta pretend that i'm at the beach in my house because i'm gonna lose my mind (laughs) no you gotta do the little things i love that and so your content is a lot different now than it was a few years ago so tell us maybe for the listeners what type of content do you create and produce now okay so yeah, my content has changed a lot as well as social media in general. And yeah. that's been kind of hard to navigate. I've lost my identity and had to find it again and again that's hard. with yeah. it changing. And I'm all about just simply sharing what I want because it makes me happy. Like, I, I feel like that. I always do that, whether it's my color yeah. scheme or whatever. Whatever I want to share, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself for things to be picture perfect now. I think it's been said a lot in the past few years like authenticity is what people want to see they want to see the raw the real so just sharing simple things it doesn't have to be this big elaborate vacation or this big Mm -hmm. elaborate photo shoot just like doing your morning routine or getting ready or your outfit that is cute or like you decorating for the holidays or like a hairstyle I just share everything and anything but what makes it me and still my brand is like what people know me for Mm -hmm. is how I speak how I talk like my hair what my signature hair, like what it looks like or my color scheme still, how I design my home. Those things will always be consistent. And I just think it's fun. Actually, it's a lot less stressful. It's stressful in its own way, video content and this Mm -hmm. type of content, but it's like, you don't need a team. You don't need people with you. You can just create on the go, which I like. I love that so much. And I feel like people love like following real people because it's not like, oh, you're an influencer. You have these unachievable picture perfect images and so it's like hey they're cleaning their kitchen and making a cool video about it yeah I like that too like I clean my kitchen too you know or like you know something simple like that or a makeup look like oh I could do my makeup like that too you know it's just so simple and like achievable and I think that's why people like the real and raw real people stuff nowadays that influencers are doing and I think that's so cool that social media has changed so much because it's crazy like from where it started when we both kind of were maybe like younger starting social media to now it's so crazy the difference like everything used to be high production like just insane you had to have all this equipment like know how to edit presets all this Mm -hmm. elaborate stuff and now it's just like anybody can do it you can just pick up your phone and just splice together something and it's like so real and more I feel like more attainable honestly which I like and it's less pressure I love that so much um so just to kind of we're going to finish up with the last few questions. Um, maybe we could kind of talk about how saying yes to opportunities that have scared you have made you a better person or how have they changed or affected your life? Yeah. So saying yes to opportunities that have scared me have turned out to be some of the best decisions I could have made. They have always tended to be that way. And I think when I think back on it, like if I didn't take that leap, what would I be doing? Mm-hmm. If I listened to the initial fears of not shoot or of shooting for a boutique or the fears of investing into my shop or um taking that piercing course or switching up my major in college yeah doing things that pushed me out of my comfort zone have always proven to make me grow in some capacity even if I didn't find financial success there was still a great lesson I learned in trying yeah no I love that that is so awesome and so inspiring and I feel like 
everyone could take that and you know it's so normal to feel scared to say yes to certain things um I feel like as as human beings that's a natural feeling and stuff and so I think it's really inspiring um to see that hey when you have you know pushed yourself a little bit and put yourself out of the box like so many amazing opportunities have happened and I think that's a great lesson that so many of us can learn from and I love that so thank you so much for sharing that Um, just to kind of finalize and conclude this episode, is there any last advice you would like to give to anyone who's wanting to pursue entrepreneurship and just kind of create their dream life? Yeah. So I love the entrepreneurial lifestyle. I couldn't recommend it more to anyone. I know it's like everyone wants to do it. It's awesome to be able to just like make choices for yourself and you do need to work really hard. Um, and with that being said, try literally everything like Mm -hmm. Me and Jacqueline, we've literally stuck our hand into so many things and it might, not everything's going to work out, but that's what, that's what, well, that's what it's about though. Yeah. Yeah. Like learning things you never know. Just like when everyone was saying, just post random stuff to TikTok. You never know like what's going to take off. Mm -hmm. Same thing with trying different things. You never know what you're going to be good at and what hobby or scale you could turn into a career for you and also social media is such an amazing tool to connect us with so many people and opportunities so just like sharing those things that you're doing and what makes you happy and saying yes to things that scare you I know it's kind of cliche but just so true trying everything because you can literally nowadays you can make anything a career it's crazy yeah (laughs) but I love it like no it is scary like if you but it's awesome no it's so cool like I mean saying yes like the worst thing they could do is say no so don't be scared to take that leap and you know who knows maybe you're gonna be the next big thing like who knows like seriously i don't think anybody knows they're gonna be the next big thing like tube girl right now do you know who that is on instagram yes she just was like i'm gonna do this This. and she's the next big thing she's walking in (laughs) she's in a runway now or whatever she's modeling yeah yeah it's so cool so just don't be scared to be like your authentic and true self and i I feel like you've definitely done that, Lisa, and it's just incredible to see like where you started and where you are now. And it's just same to you. Oh, you're so kind. Thank (laughs) you so much. So anyways, I would love if you could share where people can find you. Obviously, you have to go follow her if you're not already. But Lisa, where can we find you? All your social media or what you want to share with the people? Yes. So all my handles, I'm mostly on TikTok and Instagram are Alisa Maybeck. So that's where you can find me. Perfect. Well, definitely go follow her. We'll also have her linked in the show notes below. And that's going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much, Alisa, for coming on the show. We're so grateful. And stay Stay golden. golden. Bye. (laughs)